Hey everyone, welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. We're here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. Each week, we'll be giving you a glimpse into the lives of other successful, busy working professionals who have, through it all, somehow been able to make health and fitness a Welcome to the podcast today. I have a super, very special guest. Um, his name is Sean Hanquist. He What's is. <laughs> he's also my husband, if you did not already know. And the reason that I wanted to bring him on the podcast today is I feel like he is honestly somebody that you guys need to listen to. He's kind of a behind-the-scenes guy. He he doesn't really like to be in the spotlight too much. Um, but you know what? He has such great perspective when it comes from being the husband or being the dad. And, um, he was an athlete in college. He was a high school athlete and, um, has been able to take some of those, I guess, habits or skill sets, um, into adulthood. And, you know, it's helped me tremendously. He helps me tremendously. We really help each other. And so I just knew that from a dad perspective, he'd be so good for you guys out there who I know listen to this podcast, or maybe if it's your husband that is struggling in some areas, you could benefit um, from hearing some of the things that he talks about. So um, welcome, Sean, to the show. He is a husband. He is a father of three. He has competed in bodybuilding competitions, and he just does a really tremendous job of keeping health and fitness a priority in his life, even though he is a professional that runs two different businesses and is a dad and a husband and all the things. So, babe, welcome to the show. Well, first off, I want to say thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Um, and I'm not sure if you realize this or not, but it's a pretty big deal to be on this podcast. <laughs> Can I share a fun fact with you? Sure, sure. You're making me blush. Okay. Well, everybody, Mata, if you know me, I'm a numbers guy, right? The nerdy guy. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> Just notice that you're in the top 25% of all podcasters out there. That's crazy. No way. Uh, 850,000 <laughs> active podcasters, and you're in the top 25%. Oh, wow. That is so cool. Didn't know if you knew that. I well, that. thank you. I, I, feel, I feel great. We're on our 20th episode. <laughs> As we speak, and to be in top 25 of podcasts, that's a pretty cool thing. You are crushing it, and I'm super proud of you. I thank you. And thank you for being on the show today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so let's start off. I know that you had a little bit that you wanted to start off with before I get into our questions. Were you shaking your head no? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to start with the questions? Uh, You, whatever. It's your show. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I wish we had like video in here too because (laughs) (laughs) we have Henley sitting in her unicorn chair with her headphones on watching videos because daycare is closed today, but I still wanted to get this podcast out to you. This is so funny. Anyways, so... As you guys know, um, I want Envision to really stand for people who have spent so much time taking care of everybody else 
and then putting like more health and fitness on the back burner, but know that they need to start making that a priority. And so I've always tried to bring you guys individuals or topics that could help you implement these strategies into your lifestyle because we can get all the information that we want to out there, right? Like we can get all the health stuff, all the nutrition gurus and whatnot. But if you don't know how to actually apply it into your busy life with kids and work and everything else, it doesn't mean anything to you. And so I think Sean does a very good job of doing just that. Um, And so as a dad, as a husband, I want to know, or I know, actually, I just want you to share from your perspective, how have you been able to make health and fitness a priority throughout all of these years? To sum it up, I think it comes down to having a routine. Mm -hmm. Uh, My alarm clock set for 5 a.m. seven days a week. Yeah. Right. Um, My workout's done. My self-care's done before the kids are even up. Yeah. Notifications are shut off. I don't get phone calls, emails during that time. That is my time to focus on myself. Well, and and can I input for a second? Like you, you weren't always the morning person. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know that firsthand, Um, but you have done a tremendous job of just being consistent with that. And I think that's the key. Well, and that... I think comes to another point here is the routine, but the follow up on my routine on that 5 a.m., I have accountability partners waiting for me at yeah. the gym. Yeah. That is second to none. Like, I'm not going to let them down. I respect mm-hmm. them enough that I'm going to be there. Yeah. So I would have to say routine followed up with accountability is the two most important tips I could give on making health and fitness a priority. Yeah. Well, and I don't know, like if you can touch on this too, but I know like as far, like everybody is going to relate to this because when COVID first hit literally like a year ago, as we speak, it was hard to like, we didn't. So when you work for yourself, you run your own business. You don't have anybody telling you that you have to be at anywhere at 8am, you know? And and so we would sleep in a little longer Mm -hmm. and have a cup of coffee and watch the news. And um, so that was a really kind of a hard time. And then once gyms and stuff started opening back up, we still struggled Mm -hmm. until you were able to kind of find that accountability partner again. Yeah, that's absolutely like, it just was so easy to spend that time laying in bed, having a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. not getting I, mean, I think of most times we got our workouts done, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as productive. Yeah. I didn't have the same daily activities done. So um, having that routine is key. Um, I know the pandemic, I mean, I, we're not going to, I mean, there was a couple of weeks there that was kind of poor us. We didn't necessarily <laughs> do everything that we was going to do. But on the flip side, like we did go out there and we did, um, everything we could to keep our workouts in. And I don't know if you could explain a little bit of that. But. Yeah. Well, and, and just to, I guess, spin on that or elaborate on that, we're human. Like, we we really have, you know, I think established a good reputation of being a health and fit, a healthy fit couple, but we're human just like everybody else. We did sleep in. We did miss workouts. We did let the pandemic hit us like everybody else But when I think of like my physique, for example, and I'm sure you're the same way, it's kind of like building bricks. You build one brick at a time you know, and and you're not going to just abandon that house that you built. You're going to, you're going to come back to it eventually. So don't think of it as, oh crap, I failed or I'm a failure. Think of it as 
okay, I got to go back to my house. I got to keep building it. Does, you know, maybe I'm a little bit farther behind, but, but you're, it's never too late to go back to it and to keep building on top of that. So with that being said, yeah, we took measures of, okay, you know what? Gyms are closed. What do we do now? Okay, cool. Let's, let's search for gym equipment. And so we did, and we just kind of kept rolling with that. And I'll let you talk about that because you were really the, the brains of the operation of finding gym equipment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, there wasn't a whole lot available, but we, we, I mean, we made buy. Was it a perfect situation? No, but we knew we had to get those workouts out, workouts out. I no longer had my uh, buddies at the gym. So what we did is we held each other accountable. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, I went on Amazon, bought resistance bands, bought, um, you know, just a few little things, a couple extra yoga mats and gallon jugs. And I mean, we just kind of did what we had to do until we got our in-home gym set up. Yeah. yeah. And it worked out well. And it now um, my truck sits outside of the garage. Yeah, and now we're like, crap, <laughs> how do we get rid of this? Hey, we have a whole like garage full of gym equipment. <laughs> a little PSA here <laughs> if you guys want to buy any. <laughs> um, okay. So let's keep, keep this rolling though. But what, um, what, what would you say keeps you going when you don't feel like it? Wow. This is definitely goes into like some insecurities. Of sure. Mine. Yeah. Um, I've always hated being the, the short guy. Yeah. I can't ever say I was necessarily made fun of, mm-hmm. but you know, occasionally we get the short jokes and, yeah. and it's not that probably without intent even. Right. Right. Not realizing it's happening, but I mean, that's been an insecurity uh, for me and I, I had to work just so much, much harder because of my size. Mm-hmm. So the weight room was like my friend. It's like, that's what I needed mm-hmm. to be bigger and stronger um, to excel in sports. So that was how I initially got started. And I'll be honest, like it even carried over to my professional career. Sure. Being the short, I've been in situations that just felt inferior, like literally getting looked down upon mm-hmm. from people. And it's just yeah. not a good feeling. But when I am working out, I'm lifting, I'm strong, I have a kick-ass physique, I don't have that emotional, like, pain. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily a big enough why, but it's kept me going for 25, 30 years of lifting weights. Like, Do you feel like you had to make up for it with what you could control because that was something yeah. that you couldn't control? I had to outwork out my height, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I had to work that much harder, I had to be that much stronger because I wasn't as big as the next guy. Um, and then on the professional career, like I honestly don't think it has anything to do with height and you know, how tall someone is and whatnot, but yeah. it's just the way I, the perception that I think people have towards me. I think we've all have our share of vulnerabilities or insecurities. And, and to be honest, that's not something I knew about you until, you know, way later on mm-hmm. in our marriage. It's just something that you've never exuded. You've never, um, shown that from the outside perspective as an insecurity you know that's something i would we had to be really comfortable yeah (laughs) pretty comfortable but honestly that is why my motor runs 110 percent yeah 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 you are kind of hard to keep up with i'll be honest there's times i'm just like god just sit on the couch for a minute jeez (laughs) you do run on high speed um, but you know, I, like with me and my eye, I have always had huge insecurities and I think it's more now that, you know, Instagram is such a big deal and video is such a big deal. 
So I think we're always seeing ourselves a lot more and we're able to, I don't know, you would think it would get better as you age. And I think you get confidence in other areas, but ultimately, mm-hmm. like the more you see yourself, the more you are wondering. But then in reality, we realize people really don't give a shit. Like, people really are worried about their own secure insecurities so much. They're not worrying about yours. Yeah. yeah. But that's just something so I've that's, learned. That's been my driver. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever shared that with anybody. No, not publicly. I mean, obviously we've talked about it, but, but definitely not publicly. But I think that's important for somebody like you, who's this big, strong superhero in my eyes to be vulnerable and open up about something that, you know, has been a a trigger for you, if you will. Okay. So believe it or not, Sean Hanquist has not always been a nutrition guy. <laughs> he hasn't always done like the nutrition um, side of things. He was always a super amazing athlete. Um, always hit it really hard in the gym no matter what. But let's talk about that. Let's talk about your old nutrition habits. And then um, at what point did you feel like something had to, cha- had to, had to change? Okay. Yeah. So to me, um, protein shakes was nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? I mean, uh, the the normal typical bro. Yeah, in and the that's gym. what the magazines sell us. Uh-huh. Literally, we would have a great workout. We'd go to the bar next door, have a beer and a chicken, and <laughs> no, no, you'd yeah. have like five chicken breasts, <laughs> <laughs> chicken salads, and, and beer. protein shakes, and beer. Like, I mean, was... you did have you did have all the macros in there, minus <laughs> the fats, but <laughs> oh well, I think. Really, things changed about seven or eight years ago for me. And this is another thing I don't think um, we've ever shared publicly. But to be transparent, our marriage was a shit show. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but I mean, I was spending a lot of time with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beer buddies, like not coming home after work, staying out late, mm-hmm. and then not focusing on anything but work and buddies and beer. And it just was going down the right wrong path and mm-hmm. it wasn't and probably and you can probably come in on this a little bit and it wasn't until we really like we started throwing around the d word yep um started going to church we started the day that i decided that amanda had to, uh, she had to be my best friend for this to work mm-hmm. and when i started putting my family first uh you know my work got better my physique got better you know family life was better and full warning this didn't happen overnight <laughs> He said seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It took years before I started seeing the change. And honestly, it's been the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. We traded in the the beer for... Um, beer for bodybuilding? <laughs> beer for bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah, we really did. We traded in beer for bodybuilding. Honestly, that's when we really kind of started hitting the gym a little bit differently yeah. and, and concentrating a little bit more on nutrition. And and he's really been with me throughout this entire journey. I would say that I fell in love with the nutrition side probably a lot more and it stuck with me a lot more. It just came um, mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. But you've always been right there accepting and willing um, right. to try all the weird recipes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if it wasn't for your... Um, cooking and education that you've gone over the years. I don't know if I could have went down that path without that kind of guidance. It really does come down to that foundational knowledge of nutrition. And without that, you really can't like, there are so many 
obviously programs and weight loss and diets out there, but they don't teach you nutrition. They don't right. teach you what you need to know. Um, and, and I think that's, that's what was pivotal is mm -hmm. we learned the actual science right. behind food. We did talk about your, you know, beer for bodybuilding, <laughs> but let's talk about the application a little bit more because I think we've talked about the why, but what did you start implementing differently? Sure. Yeah. So definitely during that time frame, like my body composition was definitely changing from a stud to a dud. <laughs> you were getting the dad bod. <laughs> the dad bod was definitely happening. So what are some of those like direct changes would you say that you made? Well, sleep. Yeah. I found myself, I was working all day and then going with friends or family time. And then I would, I would be behind on work. So I would work all night mm -hmm. and there was literally not much sleep happening. Mm -hmm. That was the the first thing that we changed. Um, and sleep pattern got a lot better. And I feel like if anything, anybody can implement more sleep or at least try mm -hmm. to. I think that's a huge one because, you know, for those of you that aren't aware, there's this hormone called cortisol, which is important. Our body needs it. It's our flight or fight response. It's also what tells us it's time to wake up in the morning, but you are constantly turned on. And when you don't allow yourself to get enough sleep, you're not allowing that cortisol to shut off. Mm -hmm. And so that's also what is going to cause you to have that belly fat. If you sure. have an issue in that area. Um, and so getting more sleep, ironically, will improve your belly fat. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Mind blowing. I know, right? Um, but you've always worked out and lifted weights. Um, high school, you worked out and lifted weights. It was like all about athletics. Mm -hmm. You were honestly a tremendous athlete. And then, you know, obviously you went to college and, and were an athlete too. And, and then even like into becoming a new dad and a husband, you've just always made that an, a priority that's always been important to you. But how were you able to take some of those habits as an athlete with a mindset of an athlete into adulthood? Well, I, I think a lot of it um, with athletics and... Um, competitiveness like you develop a uh, a plan a goal you have a routine and it's very structured okay right so you would say you were able to take because i want i want this to be applicable for for dads out there like maybe there's dads that weren't always an athlete they didn't right. have that so you're saying that as an athlete structure is is huge yes and so if they can implement routine and structure and no matter how they feel about it right it, it's still there well and i feel like that is going to be the foundation that you need mm -hmm. um and then there's gonna be a lot of other things that i could talk about too that can get you to that in the next level just like um as a athletic sports team you have a coach yeah yeah right yeah you don't want to let down that coach so mm -hmm. you can have an accountability partner that mm -hmm. you don't want to let down or a mentor you have teammates mm -hmm. right on the team that's pushing you and well, find an accountability partner to do life with. It's, if it's your wife or if it's your lifting buddy at the gym, there's things that you can create structure wise to make this an easy 
um, I shouldn't say easy. That's that's not right to say, but um, simple. Make it simpler. Simple and easy are not the same thing. By right, the way. right. Mm-hmm. What is one piece of advice? And I know that we've probably gone over these, but I know that you had some, um, you know, things that you wanted yeah. to give out. But what is a piece of advice that you want to give other working dads out there that are trying to achieve a well-rounded, healthy lifestyle that you could, I guess, express to them? Right. So. We've talked about routine mm-hmm. plenty. Yeah, um, routine and structure. The other one that I would have to say, and I challenge everybody to do this, is be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, just a light bulb goes off. Like, all my, I would say all my success in business, fitness, family is when we became Got uncomfortable. Real uncomfortable. Yeah. If you could just learn how to have some uncomfortability. Is that a word right, that I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uncomfortable conversations, putting yourself through uncomfortable workouts, eating things that maybe aren't your favorite, but right. you know, they're the best thing for you. Right. And sometimes you can't do that alone. Mm-hmm. I thrive off of having someone in my corner. Mm-hmm. So what I would recommend is getting a coach or a mentor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some people can't financially afford a coach or a mentor. Yeah. So what you do is you have a good friend be that person for you. Accountability partner that you right. can count on. That has your best interests yes. at heart because yes. everybody has that friend, right? That, hey, let's go have beers or let's right. go do this. But you've got to have that friend that is it's willing really, to tell you what you maybe don't want to hear but need to hear. Call you out on your BS. Yeah. That is a good friend. Yeah. Yep. I know. I know. And it's, and it's not always comfortable. And I feel like you and I do a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've grown up to the point now where we don't get all upset at each other about it, but, but it is important to have somebody that can just be real with you and tell you what you need to hear. Right. Right. Not necessarily what you want to hear, but I really wanted to get this question out there. If you could go back to the beginning of your journey, um, what is one thing you would do differently or tell yourself differently? <laughs> well, this is tough because unfortunately you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. At the time. Um, but if I had to do all over again, I would have hired a coach and a mentor a lot earlier in my journey. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that is the first and foremost for me, um, that in my opinion can fast track your results in your education. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, why do you say that? Because like, that's cool. Right? right. But what did that do for you? Typically, if you're going to, if you're going to hire a mentor or coach, you want to be where that person's at. Yeah. Okay. So they got there by taking all the punches in the face, yeah, falling down, scraping their knees. Learning and if they're, the hard way. they're willing to share that and they have what you want only if they have what you want. Right. Don't just hire somebody because it sounds cool. Yeah. Or they're a good salesperson <laughs> or they're a good salesperson. Right. Yeah. If they have to have what you want uh-huh. and then go, go see if you can pay them money. Yeah. Maybe they won't even accept money from you because they just want to help you. Yeah. And that will be able to learn from their mistakes and fast track your results. Mm-hmm. That's the key in my opinion. Yep. I love that. What is, this is a tough one for you, I know, and, and I, I, it comes in two parts, but what does the word success mean to you now? Um, and what is, has it meant to you in the past? So success now versus your earlier years. Yeah. Another great question. <laughs> and this uh, hopefully, okay. I'm going to go back way back, way back. Okay. High school, college success to me was being a good athlete, uh-huh. money for beer and having the chicks like you. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the success. The girls, the money, or the, okay, whatever. Yeah. The bod, the money, and the chicks. <laughs> there you go. Right? And my Body, 20, money, chicks. Perfect. In my 20s, it transitioned to making money. Yeah. 
we didn't come from trust funds, so we knew we had to make our own. Mm -hmm. And what had happened is I took that way too far. Yeah. Work was first. And, you know, honestly, trying to create that wealth almost broke our marriage. Yeah. Well, because I think you took the networking to the next level, too. Mm -hmm. You know, with work and networking. I was working the nine nine to five, flipping houses at night. Mm -hmm. And, like... It just, it went, I went way too far on it and you were home here raising babies and it almost <laughs> broke our marriage. Yeah. Uh, but now in my opinion, success where I'm at today is having you as my best friend, mm-hmm. having kids, um, that are productive and responsible. Right. Yep. Um, and raising young men and little girls, little girl, um, to be a leader, not a follower. Yeah. 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 We just had a tough conversation with our one of our children last night who had a not so good, a, report. Not so good report from school. <laughs> and I was like, you have the conversation. Like I don't, I did not want to deal with it. I just didn't want to. It sucks. But <laughs> that goes back to being uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so with that, like I never want to miss a kid's event because of work. Mm-hmm. That's success. Yeah. Um, I, and, and one last thing here is, is success to me is having the, the financial independence to work with who, right? Yeah. How I yeah. want to work with them, when I want to work with them, where I want to work with them. Yeah. Yeah, because we haven't always worked with people that make our day brighter. Right. You know, and who wants to go into an environment where you're just dreading your day? No. So. So when you can control that, that's what I, and I, in my opinion, is success. Absolutely. And I, and I would say you're definitely there now. Took a while. Yeah, it took a hot minute. <laughs> but uh, you're not quite 40 yet, so. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, final question. Um, and I know this would be a good part, especially for a lot of those busy working dads out there. What is your daily routine and what are your non-negotiables? Non-negotiable is my workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so right away, the 5 a.m. I've mentioned before. But before I go to the gym, I, I feel my body. Yeah. I think a lot of people miss this. Yes. I go Big there time. And I go, probably get to the gym a little bit before 6, and I crush a workout. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, so I um, do his programming now. And I've had to, honestly, um, program in deload weeks. I've talked to you guys about what a deload is. And it's more of a rest week, more of a laid back week. Because you can't always be pushing your body mm. constantly. And you have that mindset of an athlete let's go get it but yeah you have had to realize that you can't go full throttle every single week no no so pre-workout's a must crushing a workout's a must and then i come home i have a post-workout pre-workout is not pre-workout powder pre-workout is a pre-workout carbohydrate to fuel your body for your workout and then a little caffeine i guess i should mention that yeah (laughs) coffee coffee uh and then a post-workout and then I'm uh, kids running around and so what work. do you eat for your pre-workout? So lately it's been a, a bagel has been the go-to lately. And so let's give some other options. Oh good Lord, that's your job, right? Well I they hear it from me all the time. <laughs> so back when so when I want to be super clean it's it's white rice. Uh-huh. I enjoy actually white rice with uh, maybe a little uh, cinnamon on cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy a little white rice with cinnamon on top. Uh, heat it up. It's just perfect. And then if you want to add a little honey, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, it's cereal works. I, I'm not a big, like, 
quality around my workouts of food. It's just pretty much get something in that's going to fuel my body. Well, so yeah. And we've talked about this. When you have a simple carbohydrate or a sugary carbohydrate, you need to be doing it around a time you're going to be expending energy because it increases your insulin and your pancreas has to work really hard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just a lot better for your body to have. Right. So if you're craving a cookie or something like that, have it around a workout time. So, so food's not really a huge issue for me because I just usually use it as fuel. Yeah. I don't really have the food. Like I got to have this and this. It's just fuel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm, I'm working from 8.30 to noon. I put uh, 12 to 1 on my calendar. And the reason why I do that is is I come home and have lunch uh, with my wife. Mm-hmm. I enjoy That's like one of my favorite time of the day. And most days, uh, most days she has a bowl of food ready for me. So. <laughs> that's because I make your food. <laughs> uh, so that that's pretty cool. But if honestly, there's a lot of years I didn't schedule that. Yeah. On my calendar, and I would miss lunch. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how I've many people tell me that they can't get lunch in. Well, it's because they don't schedule it. They don't make it's it up. on your calendar. So nobody can pencil an appointment in there. No, they can't set a calendar. No, it's 12 to 1. It's booked off. I'm having lunch. Mm-hmm. I've actually left my lunch in the microwave inadvertently and you found just, it the next day. You just got to make it a priority. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go back to work, hit work, uh, and pick up kids by 5, 5.30. And you have honestly, a snack in there. I do have a snack. You caught me on that. Sorry, sorry. Um, I gotta have a snack because I have to have the calories. Um, that is typically a protein and, bar. And I'll be honest, I wanted to hit on that because you said calories. So many of you guys don't get the calories that you need. And I think that you are thinking that you don't need them. And, and quite honestly, your body becomes adapted to what you fuel it with. Mm-hmm. And so if you're constantly eating low calories, the minute you give it the calories that it wants, it's going to hang on to it in the form of body fat because right. it's in survival mode. Right. So if you give it what it needs and what it wants, right. it's going to quit being on the defense all the time. Right. So that's why he eats a lot and, and is able to maintain a really good physique. And, and on top of that snack, it's just because I don't choose to have as big as portions as I used to. Mm-hmm. If I could eat enough of my portions, I wouldn't need that snack. So it's not like I'm food timing it. And, and and that's the thing too is you don't have to overcomplicate it. Right, right. It just for me it works. Mm-hmm. Right, and then um, we get home about five thirty, and then I shut off. I I really try to shut everything down uh-huh. and be present with the family. We have dinner together most all evenings mm-hmm. unless we have a kids event, and that's my time where I can be present. And honestly, I've been I enjoy that part of the evening. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's times, you know, we are busy. We run our own businesses and there are times where you do have to have your computer up later on, but we really have like a no phones rule at the table. We don't Mm -hmm. answer the phone when we're eating. We don't um, have any devices at the table. It's just something that we've always kind of done. Right. And so that routine works for me Mm -hmm. and that might not work for you. Right. Yeah. So don't have some guru, someone telling you that this is a routine. You have to follow it. You're only going to be successful if you follow this return. That's you're, it's all about application yes. and what works for you. What works for you. You know what you need to do, so just adjust things accordingly. Well, and I think you could honestly write out a routine. If you're, if you're at this pivotal moment where everything is just messed up, you don't even know where to start, just start by writing out a routine. What could work for you? And you may have to adjust it a little bit. Right. But I think that throughout the years, you've really been able to establish structure and that's one thing I've always admired about you because like, even when we got back from our crazy road trip home from vacation, you didn't get to bed until midnight and your alarm was still set and you got up. Like I 
took the whole freaking week off. <laughs> <I was laughs> hey, my boys are going to be at the gym. I wasn't going to miss it. Uh, but you, you held true. You stuck yep. to your word. Well, was there anything that you had planned on talking about that I didn't quite hit on? No, I think you covered everything. And I know we keep going back to routine and structure and uncomfortableness and mm -hmm. mentorship, but it all matters. It all makes sense. Like it all moves you forward to make you a better person. A diamond is made under pressure. Wow. You had to throw that in there. That's yeah, nice. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I love it though. Yeah, but it's true. I thank you for being on the podcast. I am um, going to see the feedback that we get from this and I think it's going to be good. And I think we will probably have you on again. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, because I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of things that you can offer to our audience uh, from the other side. And I know there's a lot of, of wives that listen to this and then maybe their husband could benefit from it as well. So um, how can our listeners connect with you online? Yeah. So Sean Hanquist, Instagram and Facebook. Um, I haven't done the best sharing my crazy journey, but I have a wife that loves to share our journey <laughs> <laughs> and she keeps you pretty entertained. But yes, follow me at Sean Hanquist. Uh, You're going to try to start sprinkling yeah. in some stuff from your yeah. perspective. 2021, I'll try to do a better job. Yeah, sounds good. And I'll put his information, his contact information and social media in the show notes so that you guys can start following along. All right. Thanks, babe, for being on the podcast. Thank you. The Your Last Diet Ever Foundations course is launching very soon, and we go through all the tips and tricks that you need to know in order to be successfully fit for the rest of your life. That's right. You guys, please stay tuned. We take out all the stuff that you don't need to know and only put in the actionable items that you need to learn and to be able to implement into your life to be successful for the long haul. That's right. No tricky diets quick weight loss schemes here, only real, true application, science-based information to help you as a busy working professional. So stay tuned. We'll be sprinkling a lot more details to you in the next week to come. This is going to be a course style program with coaching alongside. You guys don't want to miss. So make sure you follow along on all of our social media. And you guys, if you liked this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. You don't want to miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.